Good evening, everybody. Uh, some of you probably know that I only wear a tie to one service every year, and that's Christmas Eve. But this year, I decided that God has been so incredibly gracious to us. He has provided so amazingly through such a difficult year that his birthday was worth celebrating with something more than just a tie. So I dug out the tuxedo. But then disaster struck this morning. I've been swimming the last couple of years, and, um, and I, didn't, I haven't had my tuxedo shirt on in years, and I went to put it on this morning, and the neck doesn't fit anymore. My neck has grown, and I could not, I mean, I could not get the button done. Do you know how hard it is to find a tuxedo shirt on Christmas Eve? <laughs> I, I want to... I want to praise the people who are watching, I know, from the men's warehouse. You can now put me on your commercial. I'm a fan. They even ironed the shirt for me. So here I am, ready to go, as we light the candle of the Son of Man. That that I just lit as we prayed is the candle in honor of the Son of Man. We're calling it that because that was what Jesus called himself. Did you know that? It's his favorite title for himself. Far more than any other thing, Jesus called himself the Son of Man. Titles are really important, especially when people choose them for themselves. For example, when our oldest son was about two, he for some reason made up a title for himself. Whenever anyone new would meet him, he would say, I big man Michael Broderick. That was what he called himself, I big man Michael Broderick. That was his name for a couple of years. Uh, I know lots of you kids have special names for yourselves. I know one girl in this church who calls herself, I am mommy's helper. That's, she doesn't have a name. She is just, I am mommy's helper. There's a band leader I know who calls himself the major, and there's a young origami fanatic who says that she is the folding queen. Wasn't that a B-side song for Abba? Anyway, the, uh, the folding queen. But Jesus calls himself something much more significant. He calls himself the Son of Man. Now, the term comes from a vision that is recounted in Daniel chapter 7. Daniel is allowed to see this, this future person. It's a person who is human, but he is coming, traveling, Daniel seven thirteen on the clouds of heaven. Now, when someone, any time in any Hebrew literature, someone is described as coming of the clouds of heaven, that always and unilaterally means that person is God, right? Traveling in space on clouds, only and always used of God. So, Daniel sees this amazing creature who is God and human, and he dubs him, what everybody? Son of man. That's the title Jesus applies to himself. He is the one seen by Daniel. That's why he says this, Mark chapter 2, verse 10. But so that you may know that, and he points to himself and says what, everybody? The Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Now, no one, no one in Israel could have missed that that is a claim of godhood. This is, this is so important. It's, it's life and death, in fact. Stephen was killed over that name, Son of Man. Seriously, first Christian martyr ever, he spoke this truth. Um, Acts chapter 7, verses 55 and 56. Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven. Now, you picture that as looking up, and that's how artists always show it. That's really not what it means. It means that he was given special sight to see into the dimension into which we cannot see, the, the dimension of heaven. So he gazes past time space into heaven. Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven. He saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He said, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Now, the parallel here is totally clear. Jesus, right here, is completely parallel. He is equal to Son of Man. 
that was so shocking that in response to that truth, the non-Christians in Jerusalem stoned Stephen to death. By the way, Stephen's confession, what he said, I see the Son of Man, that is so clearly tied to the person of Jesus, the earliest Christians. Do you know this? The earliest Christians devised a feast for Jesus. We celebrate it on what day, everybody? Tomorrow. Yeah, Christmas, December 25th, right? Anybody, anybody know what day they chose to celebrate Stephen, the first Christian martyr? Anybody know what, what day they had his feast on? The 26th, the very next day. That's, that's how important this is. That's how closely tied this was in the eyes of our forebears. But you are surely asking in your uh, Good King Wenceslas imitation, why? Why this name, such life and death, a big deal, right? Good King Wenceslas looked out on the feast of... Stephen, you should know your songs better. Why this such important thing? That's a great question. Thank you, Wenceslas. It's one of the most important things you can ever ask. At Advent, we celebrate Jesus' birth and his return, both his first and his coming second Advent. And here, where you and I live, in the space between the Advents, we need to appreciate what it means that he is the Son of Man. Son of Man matters because it encapsulates a doctrine called the Incarnation. This is your fancy word for the day. Boys and girls, you get to say the word Incarnation on the count of three. One, two, three. Very good. Very good. Incarnation just means in flesh. Uh, any of you speak Spanish? What's, what's the Spanish word for flesh or meat? What is it? Carne. Very good. Yeah, I don't speak it, but I eat it. Yeah, okay. The, the, it, it, that's carne, that's, that's incarnation. Now, theologically, incarnation means that God literally became flesh. Son of man is an incarnational term. By the way, so is Emmanuel, uh, the, God with us. Emmanuel is a Hebrew word meaning God with us. In fancy terms, let me give you the fancy terms. Theologically, incarnation means the theanthropic person came to earth. Okay? That's, that's incarnation. This human was Emmanuel, God with us. That's why we sing these great incarnational songs at, at this time of year, like the one that we sang earlier tonight. Here's another verse of that song. I want you to read it with me. Let's read it together. Right here, Charles Wesley's Hark the Herald, the third verse. Everybody together. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, late in time behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see. Stop there, stop there. Do you realize what you just said? Veiled in flesh, incarnation, the Godhead see. That's incarnation language. He was using that on purpose. And just to make sure we caught the incarnation, look what he says in the next line. Here, we'll pick it up again right here. Uh, veiled in flesh. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity. Pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Well done. Emmanuel, God the Son, is with us as incarnate human. And that matters because that is the basis necessary for the great exchange. When I was a kid, I loved the day after Christmas. day after Christmas was my favorite. Because that was the day that mom, my poor mom, driving all over creation, that's the day mom would take me to store after store to trade in and return, exchange, all the stuff I got that I didn't want, like clothes. <clears throat> I could take that clothes are wonderful. I hope you'll enjoy the ones your grandparents gave you. I just didn't. So, um, but I would take all the clothes and I would exchange them for good stuff like toys and books and sports equipment and chocolate, right? 
But there was a catch. This is going to shock you children, but listen carefully. There was a catch. You see, in those days, you had to take something back to the exact same store from which it was purchased. I know. Isn't that weird? There was no Amazon then. It, there was the river, but, but not the, 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 the store place. And, and there was no such thing as, as cash. People didn't give you cash back. You only got store credit. So it was really, really important you go to the same store to make the exchange. If I got a scratchy sweater from, from Target which is the worst gift possible to me. If I got a scratchy sweater from Target, I could only take it back to what store? Target. But that was okay because Target has books and chocolate and, and toys and some cheap sports equipment, so that was all right. But I could not take that sweater to Godiva Chocolates because that's not like anything in their store. Thank God. So, um, <clears throat> so that's a little like Jesus' exchange for us. Last Sunday, it, it, we, we studied a doctrine called substitution. Okay, the doctrine of substitution. It's the truth that Jesus took our place on the cross and rose from the grave so that, so that he could pay the sin debt for everybody who trusts him. But he had to go to the same store to be the substitute, to make that great exchange. He couldn't become uh, an angel. He couldn't become an animal. We came from Target. So Jesus had to go to Target to make the great exchange. We are from the dust of the earth. So Jesus had to take on the flesh of earth. Here's the way my old teacher summarizes the idea. Dr. Pentecost says it this way. Through the virgin birth, Jesus possessed a full and complete humanity. No animal could make a full satisfaction to God for the sins of men, for no animal was an equivalent substitute. No angel could offer satisfaction to God for the sins of men, for no angel was an equivalent substitute for humans. Close quote. All right, let's review. Jesus is the Son of Man. That means he is fully God incarnate. Our fancy word, our, our wonderful word for the day is incarnation. One, two, three, incarnation. Jesus came to Target. Sorry, he came to this store of humanity, this place we call earth, and he became completely human. That way he could substitute himself for our sins, and he did just that. Jesus died on the cross, and he rose from the grave, and he is in the heavenly dimension, seated in power as the Son of Man, exactly the way Stephen saw it. That's what we have in mind when we light that final candle on Christmas Eve. We celebrate the Son of Man who made the great exchange for us. All God's people said? Let's pray. Pray with me, please. Father, I pray for all of us who are Christians, that we will live in light of the Son of Man. And I'm not just playing with words there, Lord. I really do mean live in light of it. When, when all the wonderful things happen that are going to happen tonight and tomorrow and in the days that follow on these holidays, and when all the cruddy things happen and all the difficult things and all the grieving and hurt and stuff that is part of life here in Target, I mean on earth, Lord, I pray we will live differently. Because whatever we face, we face it in light of the Son of Man. That's what makes this a holy night. That we light the candle of the Son of Man. Incarnation. It changes everything. And Lord, I pray for, speaking of change, I pray for anyone who is studying with us right now, who is enjoying Christmas Eve with us that has never trusted Jesus as Savior. I beg you to draw them to you right now. Friend, listen. Jesus really is exactly 
whom Stephen knew. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the Son of Man, and He became human for one reason only, and that is because He loves you. And you cannot, I cannot, no human can pay the price that needs to be paid for our sins. And by the way, you are a sinner. If you have any doubts, just look at someone to whom you're related. They will set you straight. You are a sinner. And thus you're separated from holy God, but God loves you so much. As we heard in our story with the kids, that Jesus, Jesus became human, incarnation, so he could pay the blood price for your sin, and he rose from the dead. So here's the deal. If you believe in him, you have the great exchange applied to you. You get to follow him in everlasting life. Right now, trust Jesus. Re receive the gift of the great exchange made for you. Right now. If you just trusted Jesus as Savior, raise your hand, would you? Everybody else is still praying. If you're online, please say something to the host. Let them rejoice with you. I want to rejoice with you guys in here. Raise your hand and let me just catch your eye. Good for you. Lord, I ask you to bless all of us, all of us. And may we rejoice in the fact that because of incarnation, this really is a holy night. In Jesus' name, amen.